1: A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited
0: and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns.
1: When the Facts Change is brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network in partnership with Kiwi Bank, The bank for Kiwi looking to get ahead in business and in life. A bank that delivers expertise and banking know-how, smart advice for business owners wanting to invest, grow their business or diversify a bank that adapts with technology through the lens of its people and customers. It is a bank with heart that is driven by its purpose. Kiwi making Kiwi better off. I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit wary of social media. Maybe it's because I'm old and I remember things like Friendster, and um, the one that Rupert Murdoch bought and then killed off, and Twitter, or the thing that's called X now, which I've spent way too much of my life on, I know that I'm desperate not to have on my gravestone. If only he'd spent another hour on the social media formerly called Twitter. So when, as a business owner, which I sort of am, uh, I have to think about how to use a social media service to improve my business, to connect with people. Uh, I've always been a little bit standoffish, to be honest, and I know a lot of people in business, people in professional circles, who are wary of putting too much effort or time or information into social media, Uh, particularly the likes of Facebook, and Telegram and all of the more um, edgy edgy social media. But we all know LinkedIn. It's the sort of fusty old uncle of social media. It's been around for a long time. It's owned by Microsoft. (laughs) Remember Microsoft? Of course, they're huge and worth an awful lot of money. And now, Uh, leading the way, for example, in artificial intelligence. But LinkedIn has kept pumping along and now has nearly a billion users globally. And there are two and a half million people in New Zealand, about 60% of the eligible workforce, who actually have a profile on LinkedIn. Typically, about 18% of people who have a profile on LinkedIn are actually using it regularly. But how can you use it to build your business, to make it more valuable, to make sure it doesn't die, to make sure it doesn't become irrelevant. I've actually been using LinkedIn a lot more recently to try to connect with people, to distribute, to put things out there. And if you happen to be following me on LinkedIn, you'll see I've started to um, put out the When the Facts Change podcast after some very helpful advice from <laughs> Jane Yee. <laughs> it's a spinoff. Uh, our executive producer. And she's absolutely right. This is how you distribute in an age of social media. And it's how you connect and make networks. This week on When the Facts Change, we speak to someone who is deep in the weeds of uh, LinkedIn and who's spent, who spends their entire life trying to make it easy to use it uh, for small businesses. Businesses that perhaps aren't that digitally savvy, perhaps a bit older, and unaware of how post-COVID not being on LinkedIn is as good as being dead. Because as we learn from Asiya Selakova, the Managing Director of Wellington Development Agency, S Marketing Lab, you need to not do stupid things (laughs) on LinkedIn and you need to show that you're alive. Uh, As someone called Bernard uh, Never occurred to me that people wouldn't think I was alive, but sometimes if you don't put your picture on LinkedIn, for example, people think you're dead or that you don't really exist. These are the sorts of tips and tricks we'll find out more about this week on when the facts change and how LinkedIn and other social media services can actually help someone who has a business to grow it and make it more relevant and also to make it more saleable because in a world where we don't do catching up quite so much, where there aren't so many conversations around water coolers and face-to-face meetings, it can be the thing which actually gets you your next customer or your next employee or your next contract. That's this week on When the Facts Change, when you'll discover too that I could have a new moniker on my LinkedIn profile involving a pointy hat. Just just keep listening. Well, kia ora and welcome to Win the Facts Change to Asiya Salikova, the Managing Director of a Wellington-based business development agency called S-Marketing Lab. Asiya, great to see you.
0: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: It's uh, great to f- find out a bit more about how businesses owned by people who are uh, running them that are a bit more mature, I suppose you could say, in their 40s, 50s, and maybe even in their 60s, how they are thinking about um, either building their businesses or maybe um, running them down or maybe selling them. Could you tell us about the sorts of issues those people who are more mature or have mature businesses, how they're thinking about the world?
0: Absolutely. Look, the reality of business is that um, if someone wants to sell the business, there needs to be something to sell. And uh, the fact that the business is operational, maybe even profitable, does not necessarily mean that there is enough substance to sell. Um, A few years back, I was part of the um, nationwide conference about how to prepare business for sale. And it was an interesting observation which all participants had, that um, every advice which was given by lawyers, accountants, brokers, and myself, um, sales and marketing, about how to sell business, all advice was you have to have a well-established business. A well-running business will sell well. So the challenge in New Zealand is that many businesses are not that organized. And therefore, the price for them, Potentially maybe very low or there is kind of nothing to buy except, you know, debt um, and, you know, some kind of problems.
1: So when you say people don't necessarily have well-organized businesses, what are you talking about?
0: Well, I'm talking about businesses which have um, processing and procedures, businesses where uh, the business can run without business owner being closely involved. Because this is one of the big concerns that a lot of uh, customers do come over and over because of the business owner, and this is especially um, common in business-to-business business in professional services.
1: Yeah, so so in New Zealand, we, we we like to think that we're very close, and often it's a word-of-mouth or a reputation-type business. But these days, a lot of things are done online a lot of reputation is made and lost online and a lot of the tools that we use for organizing businesses are in the cloud could you talk about how one of those traditional businesses that is um you know has been a word of mouth write down the names in a in a, in a notebook type of business um how they can adjust or um or even improve
0: absolutely So, first of all, I think we need to understand that since um, not only because of the um, digital world, but also since 2020, there is a lot less opportunities for people to share word of mouth. You know, Uh, when we meet um, over a video conference, there is no this casualty as it is, you know, somewhere in the office or, you know, over a cup of coffee. So naturally, there is, um, you know, there is less and less word of mouth. That's kind of the fact of life. Now, the question is, is a very good question, what can businesses substitute it with? And it will be logical to think that you've got to be online. Now, past the times when having a website was enough to be found, as we all know, this is now a real challenge, yeah? Having a website means not necessarily that you will be found. There is a whole raft of things that need to happen. But fortunately, and especially for business-to-business and professional services, there is a special place known as LinkedIn. So LinkedIn was created as a business network. Now uh, the one thing which I recently discovered is that even though most businesses value networking and they value to belong to some organization, Chamber of Commerce and so forth, they didn't quite grasp that online networking happens and the rules are still the same. The reason I'm saying the rules are the same is because behind this digital world are the same people. Yeah, So if we network and, you know, we take time to learn about people, to be familiar with them before we will engage their services, the same rule applies on LinkedIn. Um, but um, for this to happen, people need to remember the number one rule of networking, which is you've got to show up. If you're a member of some professional organization and you never come, Nothing happens. Yeah. So your membership fees are wasted. The same with LinkedIn.
1: So, how do you show up on LinkedIn? Because often people think of LinkedIn as something that you only use when you're looking to apply for a job, or maybe if you're in HR and you're trying to find people to employ. But for someone who is running the business or owning the business, uh, it just, for some people, it sounds like, uh, um, a chore. (laughs) So so how do you show up?
0: In the same fashion as you do this in offline. But most importantly, what is kind of really important to understand is that um, LinkedIn was designed to be a strictly business tool. I actually happen to know people who started LinkedIn and at, at the beginning, there was nothing about HR or employment. It was all business. Uh, but then gradually businesses were uh, not participating enough and, um, you know, the employment world kind of took it over. So that's, that's the, a little bit of a history. But now if we talk about how do you show up, well, you do a couple of things. Number one is you make sure that you're presented well uh, on LinkedIn, and this is called LinkedIn profile. It's a little bit like an enlarged business card, which people used to leave in different places. Remember, they're real estate agents, yeah? Dropping their business cards everywhere. So that's the same. So a LinkedIn profile stays there 24 seven and people can learn and be nosy about you. This is step number one. Step number two is participate in uh, conversations. So um, many years ago, people lived in a village and they will come to a marketplace and they will chit chat and this is how they knew what happens in the village. Yep. So everyone knew everything about everyone. Then we grew up and we started to develop some business um, business networking events. So you become member of Chamber of Commerce and you come there for a networking and then you meet people, meet new people, you chit chat and this is how people know what's going on. The time has passed and now we have a LinkedIn. And what happens on LinkedIn We do not have to drive for hours. We do not have to come and see people who are not our target audience. We can purposely connect with people in our target audience and we can leave little notepads with notices about what's going on in my business, what I'm looking for, what I'm interested, what I'm concerned about. And then other people can come and read these notes. And this is how we get to know each other.
1: So what's the best way to um, ensure that your profile is uh, accurately reflecting your business and that you're achieving what you want? And I'm, I'm curious personally because I, I'm, I've begun to use LinkedIn more um, uh, forensically in the last six months or so and I'm still discovering. So it's a, I'm asking for some free <laughs> consulting here about how to use LinkedIn.
0: Absolutely. I'm happy to. In fact, just today we published an article about 11 tips, how to optimize LinkedIn profile in 2023. So, you know, basically the rule of thumb is pay attention. So you go to your profile and you start looking at every element of this profile, thinking about what people will look at. Now, um, you're a journalist, so you know that people are nosy about lives of other people. Yep. So, therefore, when people come to profile, they are nosy about you. So, they want to have a look at you and they want to see your photo, which looks professional, right? Mm. Um, They want to have a look at your banner, which is a big piece of real estate behind the photo. And they, you know, it's nice to have some landscape there or something else. But you can also use this to put maybe some call to action, maybe some information about you or, you know, maybe anything else. Then there are... um, Google, by the way, indexes LinkedIn profiles. What does it mean? That means that under your name, you have the whole 220 characters to put some key information which can help people to find you. And guess what? Um, A very popular approach is to call yourself, like, for example, I don't know, Wizard of Podcasts. And if someone will be looking for a Wizard of Podcasts, you may be the only one in the
1: world. Yes, I am a Wizard of Podcasts, and I do not have the hat, I need to get a hat of some sort. Uh, I'm curious too, Asi, what are the main mistakes that people use in uh, using something like LinkedIn uh, when when they're um, trying to put their best foot forward? Well,
0: typically when people uh, put their best foot forward, they achieve some result. The biggest mistake, I believe, is when people pay zero attention to LinkedIn. In 2022, there was some research done in the United Kingdom where they discovered that when someone hears someone's name, they go and search for this person on Google, and then they search for this person on LinkedIn. And on the strength of their search on LinkedIn, they may decide to visit people's profi- uh, website. Now, what does it tell us? It tells us that we put thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to develop a company website and pay very little attention to LinkedIn profile. Now, let's say you're an established New Zealand business. An endless amount of very good businesses have their um, director's profile literally bare. You know, there is like no photo, no nothing, and then it says, I've been in this business for 35 years. What do you think a person may think when they see this profile? Only one question is this person and this business still alive? <laughs> I mean, seriously, because you don't know. And that's actually a big thing because uh, this is uh, one of the interesting ways how uh, word of mouth is trans—you know uh, changing today is because younger managers come into government and corporations, they do not pick up the phone to check on you. They go on LinkedIn, they go on Facebook, and they look for a person. And if this person has an empty profile, they start questioning why this vendor is not modern, not current, not digital enough. Now, I believe that this will, um, and the interesting thing is we don't feel it yet, but this change may happen so fast that people with no profile, with no knowledge about them in the network, may quickly lose their, I don't want to say lose their business, but they may lose some very valuable contracts.
1: So just thinking about, you know, how you've built up your profile, are there ways to use LinkedIn or other uh, social media to effectively make it part of your business? Um, Often people use Salesforce and other customer relationship management um, software to build up their um, customer databases and then start to, you know, um, use it as a sales and marketing platform. Is that something that a lot of New Zealand businesses perhaps haven't worked out how to do or how to sort of weaponize the the software?
0: 100% uh, they did not work it out. Most businesses not. But uh, the important thing to understand, like something like Salesforce is a CRM and this helps to sell, yeah? Something like LinkedIn is literally the network. So when we talk about network, like most businesses done this, you know, went to some BNI, Chamber of Commerce, some industry conferences, yeah? Now, let's face it, most businesses are not very strategic about this, yeah? So they go, meet some people, shake some hands, maybe something happens. LinkedIn allows you to be a lot more strategic, shake a lot more hands. And uh, I think one misconception which exists is, LinkedIn is in a digital world. Yeah. Somehow people think everything digital is fast. Yeah, So uh, oftentimes we have conversations with people and they're saying, oh, you know, how soon can I make sales on LinkedIn? LinkedIn is not a shop. LinkedIn is a networking place. When was the last time you came to a, a business breakfast expecting to walk away with an order? Like never, yeah? Now, I personally have, like, personal experience when uh, out of 60 seconds in elevator, I've got a government contract. That happens, but that only happened once, yeah? So, usually with network networking, we understand that you come, you build relationships, it takes time. So, LinkedIn is a digital platform, but people behind it are still the same people. They need time. So, unless you show up, they don't get to know you.
1: And just um, thinking about, you know, how much um, time or effort you should put into it, uh, I, I can understand the need to uh, fill out your profile and have a picture of someone who's alive on it, and, and also thinking about, um, you know, um, being there to know when your colleagues or um, others in your industry have done things. But it, is it something that you could spend too much time on?
0: 100% because when you go there, you become nosy. You start reading, you know, different posts and there is a lot of useful, interesting information and you can just bury yourself there for hours. Now, none of us have this time. So I will recommend two approaches. One is it is possible to make a significant difference just in 15 minutes a day. Like literally, if you just spend 15 minutes a day, you can be in a much better position. What would you spend this 15 minutes for? You've got to be very organized and in five minutes, you can go and connect with few people. Now, how can you do this in five minutes? That means that you're not going to read their whole profile and just think too much. No, you just say, look, I want to connect with manufacturer. I don't know, manufacturers of food in Auckland. Yeah, you just do the search. You get like that many names and you just look at them. If they look reasonable, you just, you know, send a connection message, and that's it. Now, this is not how most people connect. They will go, read profile, look at their website. Of course, that will take two hours. So, you know, you have to kind of decide. But think about this. When you step in a business breakfast in real life, you have no time to research people. You just shake hands with whoever comes across, yeah? So this is is your first five minutes. And then you spend 10 minutes on reading some posts and maybe commenting on them. That's it. If you want to post something of your own, I strongly recommend, strongly recommend that you don't try to do it on the day, that you do this, you prepare this upfront and then post because otherwise it takes too long. And the the other thing is, I was one of the early adopters of LinkedIn and very quickly I discovered that I don't have enough hours in the day to read all this amazing material, neither would anyone else. So that's one of the main reasons why we as a company actually, provide ghost linkedin networking
1: tell me about that how does that work
0: well we represent you on linkedin so we spend all this time instead of you and then you only get engaged in uh, meaningful conversations so what does it mean that means that we will discuss whom do you want to target and we will spend time to find these people and connect on your behalf That will mean that we'll discuss with you what you want to talk about and we will write articles and create posts and post them every day so that there will be full impression that you are present there. The only thing which we uh, are very careful about is making comments on your behalf because there are lots of things involved. Yeah, So there are personal acquaintances and so forth. So in that respect, with every company, we um, carefully sort of structure that. And sometimes we make no comments. This is the only thing which you can do in like a few minutes a day.
1: When the Facts Change is brought to you in partnership with KiwiBank to help you understand the issues affecting the economy. And that's what their team of experts is here to do too. Here's KiwiBank's Chief Economist, Jared Kerr, with his prediction on what we can expect from the housing market and interest rates for 2024. We've seen quite a correction in housing across the country. So house prices fell from the lofty levels that we saw in 2021. The Reserve Bank has pushed house prices down by design and by lifting interest rates to very eye-watering levels. I think the housing market has found a bottom and I think we'll see house prices rising over 2024 and into 2025, 26. The housing market will be better balanced We have seen a surge in migrants, which is adding demand to the housing market, and I think we'll see house prices naturally lift on the back of that surge in migration and uh, hopefully an easing in interest rates later on. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to stay up to date with detailed economic analysis and forecasts from Jared and other KiwiBank experts. They take big issues from both here and overseas and make them relevant to Kiwi businesses. What are the risks, though, that you commit yourself to this network and you spend a lot of time and you invest, uh, maybe you employ someone to uh, help you out on it, and then the network dries up? You know, we've had the examples of, you know, Friendster and uh, um, uh, a whole bunch of others um, that I've forgotten because – I'm too old. And uh, how do you you, um, make sure that you don't, uh, you know, you don't get stuck with the dying horse?
0: It's a very good question. Now, there is more than a thousand social media networks in the world. There is only one we know as a professional business network called LinkedIn. So I think that's kind of a reasonable um, expectation that it will stay here for a while.
1: And uh, one of the things that uh, has made LinkedIn a, um, a success uh, in terms of volumes and its services is that it does make money, obviously, from uh, all sorts of things. Um, how effective are the the tools that LinkedIn offers for people to sell products, make connections, uh, do all of that that thing? Because on occasion, um, you, you, you get you get suggested with the but the premium, <laughs> and uh, you, you're tempted to put your credit card number in, but what, what, how effective are they?
0: Just like everything you pay for, if you use it, then it is effective. If you don't, then it, it doesn't work. I have to say that, in all honesty, some of their premium uh, services, they are not that helpful in New Zealand only because, um, you know, like in some industries there are just not enough people participating actively. But it just it's just important to understand what exactly do you need. Yeah? So, for example, uh, one reason why I'm using paid subscription is because I can approach and connect with more than 100 people a week, which is now a limit. Now, you may say you don't want to connect with 100 people a week. Maybe you don't. But um, I'm also interested not always just for connections, but for some research reasons and so forth. And um, the free account just doesn't make it. So I would have suggested that the best strategy is to first start using it in full. And when you will hit some limitations, then consider a paid version.
1: And and just thinking too about um, crisis management, because, you know, one of the good things about um, social media is that you find out about stuff real fast, Um, often the good stuff, but sometimes the bad stuff. Uh, how do you ensure that um, suddenly you don't become the subject of a um, full-on attack or a storm of of protest? Because um, uh, LinkedIn is not Facebook or um, YouTube comment section, thank goodness. But, uh, you know, you could pretty easily uh, lose your reputation in a flurry of um, bad comments from maybe people who are bad actors.
0: You know, that, that's very true, but uh, let's put it that way. A lot of people are concerned about this, and this is, I think, number one, maybe number two reason why more mature business owners don't want to participate in social media because they're afraid of these comments. So, uh, look, there are two th- two uh, approaches to that. Number one, don't do stupid things yourself. <laughs> No, this this is very serious. What I mean by that is, number one, you know, like, uh, don't put, for example, political or religious comments, or don't publish something that is, you know, like too controversial, which is not business related. And I would say these are probably the same rules apply when we are meeting offline. Yep. So if we meet offline, when was the last time there was some, you know, like religious thing discussed in a business environment? Not very often. So so this is kind of step number one. Number two is um, do a good job. You know, if you're in business, uh, when are you criticized when you're not doing a good job, right? So, um, th- again, this is uh, nothing to do with social media. And number three, if you get into this position, I guess you need to have some journalist or PR specialist uh, on the tab to help, you know, solve this because you know, uh, things happen. But I don't think that social media added any specific aspect to that, because remember, in the past, there could be like an article in the newspaper, some, I don't know, a mystery shopper and, you know, some something on TV. So you could get into this position time.
1: What happens uh, if you do think, OK, it's time for me to leave the business? I want to sell it uh, and you think, well actually the people who might buy it or be interested in buying it are on LinkedIn somewhere or they are in my network and but I don't necessarily want to you know advertise the fact that uh, I'm I'm uh, looking to sell the business um, so how how would you use the network to realize the value in your business or find someone who wants to take it over?
0: well, On LinkedIn, there are two ways to communicate, yeah? You can communicate publicly and make a post, a LinkedIn post, and then everyone can see it. Or you can send a private message. So uh, this private message is just as private as the email or a phone call. And I would say that the best approach will be then to, you know, search for people who may be in your industry or, for example, you know, some people want to immigrate to New Zealand and they may be interested in investment. So again, you can just go and start searching for people who are migrating, for example. So LinkedIn is absolutely, um, you know, like um, helpful in that. The only thing is, when you start doing something like that, they will come, check your profile, and start looking at who you are as a company. So if you've done nothing before, you know, it's like with network when you come for the first time in unknown to unknown crowd, what they can say about you. Okay, good person, but we don't know them yet. Yeah. So one of the messages about LinkedIn is the sooner you start, the more chances there is that over time people will get to know you and you will gain some reputation. And I think the important thing to understand, this is a message not just for business owners, but for just people, you know, in employment. Because one day someone who is currently employed may want to become a business uh, may want to become a consultant or someone else, and this network and reputation can help them.
1: And uh, and just finally, are there are there um, any things to watch out for um, in terms of scams or frauds or things that um, can can catch you out? Because these days, online um, customers of banks or all sorts of services have to be pretty aware and uh, i suspect linkedin is is able to be accessed from all over the world and i'm sure it's got all sorts of um, protections and various things but uh sometimes the gremlins get through so how do do you make sure you're safe well
0: i would say there are two things number one is every business should seriously consider to have a social media guidelines you know for for their employees because um, you know, it's not necessarily that businesses are too secretive because most of them are not. You're a bakery or, you know, a car dealership. But just the fact that they are mindful of what's going on. Yeah. So this is number one. And also mindful about what can and cannot be shared. Because an innocent photo from the office may actually put business in exactly very delicate situations. Not good.
1: Can you think of any examples?
0: Not recently, but, you know, it is like very possible. Uh, But the second thing is, I just can't stress enough, don't do stupid things. So, when someone approaches you and says, we want to give you a 0% loan, and can you please send us your blah, 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 uh, you know, just stop and think about it, and just, you know kind of go and research this person of course there are some impersonators and you can come to their profile it looks kind of good but there is always something that you can spot yeah so some strange education or like no work history you know so it is pretty easy to spot people like that for example one of the rules i personally have and we imply this to all our uh, customers uh, we never connect with people who do not have a photo on their profile honestly Unless, like for example, if I, you know, not criticizing you, but for example, if I know you and you don't have a photo, I may agree to connect. But generally speaking, this is the first thing: if the person can't even show their face. You know who is this person? Please.
1: Yes, well, that's that's a useful thing. Um, from someone called Bernard, um, weekend at Bernie's was always a favourite movie. So, um, yes, uh, having a picture of someone alive is is useful. Asia, lovely to have you on When the Facts Change. Asia Salikova, the Managing Director of S Marketing Lab, um, there from Wellington. Kaki Thank you. When the Facts Change was brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network, together with KiwiBank. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to find out how KiwiBank I'm making Kiwi better off.